In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Christ is risen. Christos vos gressa. Christos anestis. This is the 37th sermon in this series of homilies on the Sunday Epistle readings. Again, we are reading from the book of Acts. Today's reading highlights one of the shining stars of the New Testament church, the Apostle Barnabas. I have really loved so much these last few weeks reading the book of Acts. You know, in a certain sense, this is our family history. This is your family history. One of the great things, many, many, many great things about being a Christian is belonging to a family. We, we are not alone. I don't care whether you're a single person or a family with seven children. That's, that's not the point. Or whether you're married or not. We belong to a family. The church of God, the family of God, both in the immediate sense of the people in your, in your local church, we are more family to each other than, than biological family. We take very seriously our relationships in the church. In fact, godparents are considered just as much family as, as biological parents. So we are family. And when we read the book of Acts, <clears throat> we are reading our family history. And that's why I've enjoyed it so much, because I belong. We all belong. We have a context in which we live. We have people who have gone before us and people who will follow us. And we're all playing by the same book, following the same rules, and empowered by the same power in relationship with the same God. So when we read the book of Acts, we say to ourselves, this is my family. These are my people. And this is how it all got started. One of the most beautiful people in our family tree is the Apostle Barnabas. St. Luke says of him, he was a good man full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. So in today's reading, in which Barnabas is mentioned a couple times, we hear about the expansion of the church because of the persecution taking place in Jerusalem, specifically the martyrdom of Stephen. The Christians spread out from Jerusalem and brought the gospel to Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, and among other places. Specifically in Antioch, a large group of Christians began to gather. And when the apostles in Jerusalem heard of this, they sent out Barnabas to represent them. This points out two very important things we know, need to know about our church and church history. First of all, Apostles don't just go out on their own, on their own initiative. They are sent by the church. Barnabas didn't just 
decide one day, hey, I'm going to go check out what they're doing in Antioch. No, he was sent by the apostles to go and represent them. And secondly, the church in Antioch couldn't just do their own thing. Even though God was doing great works among them and building a church, they couldn't just say, hey, we're going to start our own little church here. It's going to be called the Antiochian church. We're going to be the real church. No. They needed to receive the seal of approval of the apostles in Jerusalem. And that's why they sent Barnabas. And they sent the right person, let me tell you. Barnabas was one of the 70 apostles whom Christ chose during his earthly ministry to send out by twos, to preach, to heal the sick, to cast out demons. You know, the first time he's mentioned is in the book of Acts, chapter 4, early on, when the, when the first community just started to come together. People are so zealous, and they're just selling everything they've got and just bringing the money to the apostles, to put it at the apostles' feet and say, use this whatever way you can to minister to the poor, the widows, the orphans, anybody. They had such zeal for God. And Barnabas was one of those. He sold a field, and he, he brought all the, profit, all the proceeds to the apostles and just laid it at the apostles' feet. By the way, his name was Joseph at the time. If you read in Acts chapter 4, they called him Joseph. He actually was given a new name by the apostles, Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He didn't become a son of encouragement because they gave him the name. He was already a son of encouragement. And he was such an encouraging person that they gave him that name, Barnabas. I hope someday we have a family in this parish who has a, a, a boy named Barnabas. We call him Barney. What a beautiful saint. What a beautiful saint. Son of encouragement. You know, we need encouragement. We read the gospel reading today. Christ encounters a Samaritan woman, and he could, have, he could have browbeat her all over the place. She was, she was a promiscuous woman. She may have been actually in the, in the official trade of promiscuity. We don't know. She was on her fifth husband, or sixth husband, and it wasn't even her husband. He was able to hit her right in the face with her sin and win her over to himself, to his love. Oh, Lord, help us to be able to do that. To confront people with their sin in such a way that they want to know Christ, give their life to Christ. I don't know how to do it. You know, we often hear the phrase, love the sinner but hate the sin. Well, I heard somebody the other day say, you know, I, I've got an improvement on that. Love the sinner and hate your own sin. That'll keep you busy enough. Love the sinner, hate your own sin. But Barnabas was an encourager, and somehow he was able to reach people. 
We see this in the life of Paul, who was first called Saul. You know, Saul was a persecutor of the church. He presided over the martyrdom of Stephen. But when he met Christ, he met the love of Christ. He met the love of God. Even though he'd worshiped God his whole life, he knew nothing about the love of God. But when he met Jesus Christ, he found out about the love of God. And he became zealous for the gospel. And he began to preach. When he wanted to join the disciples in Jerusalem, and they said, no way. They knew his reputation. They were afraid of him. Who was it who broke down the wall between Paul and the apostles? It was Barnabas. Barnabas came alongside Paul and brought him to the apostles and said, you can trust him. I can vouch for this man. And so Paul was included with the apostles. Because of the son of encouragement, Barnabas, You know, Paul, he was so zealous for the faith that that the Jews immediately wanted to get rid of him. So they began to plot to kill him. You know how he escaped? Children, listen. (laughs) They put him in a basket, tied a rope to it, and lowered him down the city wall to get out of the city. Wouldn't that sound like fun? But Paul became a very good friend of Barnabas. Paul and Barnabas were like a a duo, the dynamic duo, so to speak. And so when, when Barnabas was sent to Antioch to check out the city of Antioch and to give the seal of approval of the apostles, he could have walked waltzed in there and said, okay, I'm in charge, I'll take over here. You guys have done a great job so far, but now... Just leave it to me. I'm one of the apostles. I'm a shining star. I'm, I'm the son of encouragement. Did he do that? He did exactly the opposite. What did he do? He went out and found Paul in Tarsus and grabbed him by the collar and yanked him over to Antioch and said, okay, here's the guy who's going to help you. And Paul began to teach. And he spent a whole year there teaching establishing the church of Antioch. This is another beautiful expression of Barnabas' personality. It wasn't about him. It's always about the other person. How can he help the other person? We see this later in another really difficult story. There was this young man named Mark, probably just a pretty young, probably a millennial, you know, but he, he got involved in the, in the ministry a little bit and was with Paul, with Paul and helping him. And then something happened. We don't, know, we don't know if it was a personality conflict or an argument or what, but Paul wanted to go somewhere and Mark would not go with him. They had a division and, and Barnabas was caught in the middle. It's like, you know, what do I do? This, this is Paul, my, my buddy. And actually Mark was his cousin, younger cousin. So what, what do I do? And it, this could have been really ugly. Could have been a big fight. But, but Barnabas said, no, okay, look, 
Paul, you, you take Silas and you go on your missionary journey. And I'm going to take Mark with me where I'm going. So they parted ways. And it all worked out. Both of them, wherever they went, did a great job building the church. And we find out in the book of Acts later on that they were all reunited. And it says that Paul, in one of his letters, talks about Mark and he says, Mark was very useful to me. You know, Mark uh, didn't amount to too much, really. He's only one of the four gospel writers. Because of Barnabas. Because of what Barnabas saw in him. The son of encouragement. What a great saint. We know from church tradition that Barnabas eventually became the first bishop of Cyprus and that he gave his life for Christ in martyrdom. What a great saint. He's the patron saint of Cyprus. They probably have a big holiday in Cyprus every year for St. Barnabas. He's also the patron saint of peacemakers because of his conciliar and encouraging nature. O holy St. Barnabas, pray for us that we also may be sons and daughters of encouragement, may be able to bring the love of Jesus Christ to those who are in need. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Christ is risen. He is risen.